Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. I want you to put your hands together for Jesus one more time. Amen. Well, we're going to have our testimony for today, and it's from our sister Jessica, who is going to testify about how God made her a stronger Christian when she joined the church. Put your hands together for her, and let's welcome her up the stage. Oh, please encourage her as she climbs up. So tell us your name and what your testimony is about. Hi, my name is Jessica and I'm from Guinea-Bissau. My testimony is about how I wasn't a strong Christian. So back at home at Guinea-Bissau, when I was, since I was a child, I've been in church. But at a point, I was uh, listening to secular music, having secular friends, going to parties. And one day, God... Uh, blessed me, gave me an opportunity to go and study, and I went to China. Okay. When I was going to China, I went to the mind that, okay, I went to the mind that, okay, I'm going to do everything that I wasn't able to do. I'm going to parties, I'm going to drink, I'm going to have boyfriend. I went to the full mind that I'm going to backslide. But when I got to China, uh, I met Elder Buyo, and she took me to the church. And by t- as time was going, I just noticed that I started leaving my secular friends. I started stopping listening to secular music. Wow. I became stable in the church, and and I was growing. And not so in the church. I became stable too in the Word of God. I became stable in Christ. And even though we have 4,000 churches in the UD, China was a church that is very special to me because it helped me to become a strong Christian. Wow. It helped me to be stable in Christ. It helped me to be stable in the Word of God. I want to thank God for the opportunity to have gone to China and to be in the China church. And I want to encourage prophets that you should keep on planting churches everywhere, no matter where it is, no matter how far it is, how impossible it might look, that because there might be people out there like me that they, were, they weren't strong Christians, they didn't have a strong Christian life, they were listening to secular songs and all. But by a bishop, by you keeping planting church and doing it, they'll be blessed and be safe. And I want to encourage all of us to keep on, keep on the church. Don't leave. As you become stable, you see that your life will get better. You see that you become a strong Christian. You see that you become someone that reads your Bible, and everything will be well. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. God is transforming you as you join the church, as you keep on coming. You are becoming more stronger. The Bible says that the path of the just shines brighter and brighter. And I believe that as you keep on coming to church, God is going to make your path shine brighter and brighter. You're going to become stronger in the faith. And God is going to bless you. Put your hands together for Jesus one more time.
Hallelujah. Were you blessed by that testimony? Small churches matter. Tell your, tell your neighbor, small churches matter. Amen. How many of you were, your life changed in a small group, a small meeting, small basket? Wait, wait at me, I want to see. Wow. Small churches, Saba Alex, Annex A. There's an annex and this is the A of the annex. And that's where you were saved. That's a blessing. God is changing your life as you keep serving and you keep being involved in what God is doing. Amen. Have you already been blessed by today's service? Oh, I can't hear you asleep on me. I don't know. You're not minding me. I don't know. Especially this side. A lot of deadness and silence. I sense as a Lazarus spirit on this side. It's not the best. Are you already blessed by today's service? Now look at them. Look at all of them. They still, you don't seem to care so much. I'll ask again. Are you blessed by today's service, the administration, the prayer, the offering? Look at them. Look at them at the back there. Look at them at the back there. I think they are coming from another church. At the back there, are you blessed? I wish I could recognize some of your faces. I would have mentioned your names. I see one, but I don't want to cause offense. Now let's check this side. Are you already blessed by today's service? Uh, I think there's more life here. Now let me check. Let me check. Before I can even ask. Come on, first love, give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Now. Every wall of Jericho is coming down in your life through the prophetic shout you are about to make to Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Now, how many of you have felt sad this week? You felt some sadness, some worry, some... Now, I want you to give a shout to show Satan that you still made it to church on Sunday. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Now, how many of you have something that you need from God now? Not in the future, like when you are coming to church today. How many of you can think of something that you need from Him right now? Now, I want you to give a shout of faith, which says we already have the victory. Now, I feel the anointing, I feel the presence of God. But right before prophet comes up, I want you to make one last shout. And this shout... You're not shouting to somebody, you are shouting to your spirit. I want you to tell yourself, nothing is impossible. Let me hear you shouting. No, 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 no. Shout, nothing is impossible. I can't hear you. You don't even believe yourself. Shout, nothing is impossible. Come on, let's sing, nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Are you ready? Shout again, nothing is impossible. Come on, lift your two hands and sing. It's impossible when you put your Congregation, I can't hear you sing. Sing, nothing is impossible. It's impossible when you trust me. On the sound tower, stand to your feet and sing. Hearken to the voice of God. I can't see you lifting your hands on the sound tower. Too hard for me. Then put your trust in God alone. Yes, everything is possible. Come on, I can't feel 
impossible when you're trusting in Now speak to yourself. Say, hearken to the voice of God. The voice of God to me. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust in God alone. And Come on, you're on the verge of a miracle. Declare by your life that everything is possible. Nothing is impossible. God's hand can do it. Everything is possible with God. Now give the Lord a final shout of praise. And welcome our pastor to the stage. Come on, give him a shout of victory. Father, thank you for your mighty power which is working in our lives today. We are grateful and we are blessed to be in your house. We lift our hands and we receive the spirit of revelation and guidance for our lives today. We know that we shall hear a word from you that will guide everything about our lives. We give you thanks. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And everyone shouted amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Wow. Seems you are coming alive. All right. Now, today I am continuing sharing about lycos or lay people and the ministry. Lay people and the ministry. Now, the ministry is the work of God, all right? It is what the Bible calls divine service. Amen. All right? It is service to God. Amen. And that divine service is something that God wants you to be a part of. Amen. And it is a great privilege for you to ever be involved in this uh, amazing opportunity. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 1 says, Verily the first commandment also had ordinances of divine service. Divine service. Yes divine service, the service to God. That has to do with God. The first covenant we had had ordinances of divine service. Alright? So when you are in a lay person, you are helping something that you are not really part of. But you are helping in divine service and you are helping not in the service of your particular job or your particular work but you are helping in the service of your particular uh, of some other field which is not your field amen are you listening so divine service tell somebody divine service beautiful now another thing that lay ministry is is you are helping in the service of God. The service of God. And Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 6 
Look at Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 6. What does it say? It says, Now when these things were thus ordained, the priest went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. The service of God. So the ministry, what we are doing, is the service of God. And a pastor or an apostle or a priest or a preacher is accomplishing the service of God. God's service. And a lay person is privileged to join in and help the service of God. Or join in and help in divine service. Are you with me? How many want to be involved in divine service? Or you want to be involved in NPP service? Or NDC service? Are you sure? The Lord is righteous. Amen. Now, being a lay person who is working is a kind of sowing a seed of help. Everybody say a seed of help. Amen. Do you want to help somebody? Are you sure? Yeah. This is your chance to help somebody. Amen. Now, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 8 is a very important scripture. It's one of uh, Mike Maddox's famous scriptures. You know, I think I I learned that from him years ago. It says that whatever good thing anybody does, right, you will receive the same thing. You will receive the same thing that you do for somebody. But you will receive it from God, not from the person. Yes. You see, whatever good thing you do, if you do something good, whatever good thing a man doeth, if you do something good to somebody, you'll be shocked. You see, because it's a seed. You are going to one day receive the same good thing that you do for people or for someone. You will receive it, but not from the person. Don't think of the person. Because the people who need your love most, do you see, they can't give you back what you give to them. I mean, a poor person, a blind person, a person in difficulty whom you help, how is the person going to help you? No, it's not going to help you. But you are going to receive help from God. Look at the verse carefully. This is a famous verse. And I want you to, today, this is our memory verse. I don't know if you can memorize it. Ephesians 6 verse 8. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same, not a different help. So if you love somebody's child, eh, you will get exactly the same thing. Somebody will love your child in exactly the same way that you love somebody's child. Somebody will love your child. Yes. But it's not that the, the child you love will love you back. 
or the person's child who you love, that person will love you. No, 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 no. This is what puts us off from doing good. We are looking for the answer and a response from the person. (laughs) We are thinking that, now this man was an orphan and I loved him. So why is he not being remembering what I have done for him? Are you understanding what I'm saying? And sometimes the person even repays your good with evil. Yes. Yes. So the Bible is saying that whatsoever good thing a man doeth, he will receive the same. Expect, expect what? The same. Expect the same things. Expect the same things. That's why, you know, I want to say something like, you know, we have our service, earlier service with the secondary school children. If you love somebody's child, and I, I promise you, you will need your child. Eh? Your child, I tell you, it's your child, but your child goes to school for most of the time. And your child comes back and goes to school and comes back. And most of the time, your child is not with you. Eh? And one day, I tell you, you are going to need somebody to stretch his hand to your child, to be kind to your child, to love your child, to remember your child to do something, something, somewhere. Oh, yes. Yes. To teach your child. And if you molest somebody, somebody's child, you have sown a seed, and it says the same, you shall receive the same. You get the same thing. Mercy. But you receive it from the Lord, oh, not yeah. from the person. That's right. So you take your mind off people wow. when you are doing good. Wow. Yes. Don't look at people. Otherwise, you will never do good. You look at this person. You see, that's why rich people have more people smiling at them. Yeah. Why don't you smile at a poor person? Look at that sheep, sheep-like smile. I don't know what type of smile you have. You, you look so silly sometimes when you see important <laughs> people with this funny smile. You come looking as if you are suddenly laughing at something. No, there's nothing funny. You suddenly look like you are laughing. Oh. Huh? What is the problem? Why don't you smile at somebody who is in need or someone who doesn't look so important and be happy with that person too and do something to stretch out your hands to help and to love. So, lay ministry is getting involved in divine service and helping. You'll be shocked, even as a lay person, somebody may help you in your work. As you also help the divine work. You'll be shocked that somebody will step into your work and help you in accomplishing your work, just as you have helped to accomplish the service of God. So from today, everyone here must accept this offer from God. God is giving you an offer today. Do you want to help in a way that one day you also receive help? Do you want to give yourself and help in such a way that one day you will also get the help? Yes, the answer should be yes. If your brains are working. I'm sure your brains are working. At least your stomach is working. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. God has set some in the church, first apostles, 
second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, then helps. Helps ministry is being organized by God. Everybody needs a little help to get his life together. There's a song like that. There's a beautiful song like that. Everybody needs a little help somewhere. You may be a beautiful girl, but I tell you, if somebody doesn't help you, you may never have a beloved till you die. How many have seen beautiful girls who don't have beloveds? Amen. So everybody needs a little help. And sometimes it's just a little help that you need. So I want to give you four examples of helps ministries that are remembered in the Bible. Number one, Onesiphorus. Onesiphorus. You'll be an Onesiphorus. Send second Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. Let's start from verse 15. This thou knowest. You see, you have to understand Timothy's problems when he was writing this. He says, this thou knowest. Isn't it? This thou knowest. That all those who are with me in Asia have turned away. Hmm? Of whom are Phygelos and Hemogenes. Hemogenes and Phygelos. Ask your neighbor, are you Phygelos? Or Hemogenes? <laughs> oh! God forbid. Say, God forbid. God forbid. They turn away from Paul. Today, Phygelos and Hermogenes will regret that they turned away from Paul. They will regret it for the rest of their lives and in, in eternity. But because even though a lot of people turned away from Paul, he remembers Phygelos and Hermogenes more than the others. Those two guys, eh? <laughs> Hermogenes now verse 16 here comes the helper I said here comes the helper and this is a blessing spoken by one of the most senior apostles ever Paul himself he says the Lord give mercy to the house of Onesiphorus Onesiphorus, his whole house, the Lord give him mercy. For he often refreshed me. Eh? He often what? Refreshed me. These are mystical statements. What do you mean by refreshing? How did you refresh him? Yes, it leaves it open for eternity. (laughs) However, he refreshed him. Whether it was when he spoke to him, he was refreshed. Whether he brought him something, it was refreshed, whether it was food he brought him, whether it was the way he spoke to him, whether it was the way he supported him, maybe he brought watermelons, I don't know what he did. But he said, 
on a Sephora's refreshed me often. Often, not once, not twice. And he contrasted homogeneous and phygelous with this guy. May you be an Onesiphorus who brings refreshing and not crisis and trouble and desertion. Yes. It's a good spirit. Onesiphorus. Why? It says another version amplified. May the Lord grant mercy to the house of Onesiphorus for he often showed me kindness. And ministered to my needs. Comforting and reviving and bracing me like fresh air. <laughs> oh, ne- you will be a fresh breeze. You will bring refreshing. Yes. How? All right, we are having some little problems here and there, but it's part of moving. When you move to your new house, you will see that it takes time for the water to work. Plumbing, toilet, light has come on. The door is locking, but it's not locking. The door is locking, but it's not locking. The keys are missing. The kitchen is flooded. <laughs> you have never moved to a new house before. That's why I don't know. You'll soon be moving. I prophesy moving to a nicer house with fresh air. In Jesus' name. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that will come to pass. Yeah. Look, Onesiphorus was a man who refreshed Paul. And at my age, having been in the ministry for some time, there are people who come to my mind and they refresh me. Sometimes it's just the presence of a person. You know that this person is with you. Because you contrast it with homogeneous and phagelos. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to pronounce their name. And I won't even bother. Homogeneous and aphogelous. <laughs> Whoever they are. <laughs> yeah. But when you remember certain people. You become revived and refreshed. You'll be one of those reviving, refreshing people in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. Revive and refresh me. Yes. And he was not ashamed of my chain. You know, one day a pastor was going through some difficult times. And I decided to associate with him. I said, I'm associated with you. I'll I'll come to the church. I'll stand there with you. You know, recently some people went to to that church. And they they said, look, that your pastor, we will never forget the day that he came to our church. Another denomination altogether. He identified with us in the midst of this crisis, whatever we were with. He said, I will never forget. We will never, even, uh, that man is even dead now, but we remember what he did. Yeah. He was, he was not ashamed of my chain. 
he was not ashamed of my chain. Yes. When there was a pastor, he went to prison. He said, only Billy Graham came to visit him in the prison. Yes. I remember a pastor in Ghana who went to prison. And up to today, I, I sent somebody to the prison. I didn't go myself. I sent somebody to visit. We wanted to go there. I sent somebody to visit. Up to today, they said, the only thing I remember is that you came. We were charismatic. You came to the prison. They only remember that. Oh, yes. You know, you will remember certain things. You remember those who help by being solid, standing there, fighting back, and being present. Never underestimate your role as a helper and the kind of help. He said, but when he, when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me. Like, you know, some say, I called you, but I couldn't reach you. No, I called several times, but when you look on your phone, there's no call. You know, one day I went to somebody, he said, you know, I called you. I, I said, look, I have two phones. I brought all the two, and I resent calls. We, we, there's no call. Watch out for those who say, well, I came, but I couldn't see you, so I left. I called, but I, I couldn't reach you. He said, for honesty, for how he sought me diligently. There was nothing like, oh, I came to Rome. I was in Rome. I came, I, I couldn't see you. He sought me out diligently and found me. I want, no, nobody here should use that Unless you are using us and evil things, what I called and I couldn't reach you, or I, I came but I couldn't see you, or those things, stop it. Stop it. Let's become honesty for us. Real honesty for us. Now look at the blessing of honesty for us. The Lord grant unto him that he might find mercy of the Lord in that day. In how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. Many things. You know, the Catholics have a prayer. I don't know if you are Catholic. Anybody here who is Catholic? But it says, uh, Holy, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and in the hour of our death. Amen. In the hour of your death, may the Lord grant you mercy. As you stand before the Lord. Yes. May the Lord grant you mercy. The day you are going to meet him. When it's all over. May the Lord grant you mercy. And even now in my life. I can see and remember certain people. How they stood with me. You know. Recently. One, one of our sisters. She died. She had cancer. She died. When I heard that she died, I said, I'm going to her funeral. I mean, I'm not a funeral person. I don't believe in traveling too much for funerals. But I said, this one I'll go. Because our church in America, when I was going to start it, she said to me, bishop or pastor, whatever I was called, and you can call me any, she said, come, we can have the church. 
And I went to her house. And her husband wasn't really supporting. But she told her husband, look, this is not that type. She said, I was at Kolebu with him. I know he's a medical student, he's a doctor. She convinced him. She was one of the first three, four, five people in America. Today we have thousands of members in America. But when she died, then I saw her daughter recently. I said, you, you marry. And I want, I want to officiate your wedding. Yes. If I don't travel for you, I want to come. I want to officiate your wedding myself. Yeah, because she's special to me. Because her mother was special. I remember how she refreshed me. She supported. She wasn't an apostle or anything. But she was so solid. You will never forget all these type of people. I pray you'll never be like Fajilos or Hamojalis. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Oh, yes. Yes. Let your grace to help come now. God, you'll be remembered for your help. You'll be remembered for your help. Yes. Maybe just something small, like Esther in the house. You know, her, her uncle told her, maybe this is why you've come home. Maybe just to go and stand at your husband and try some, what, I don't know what you used to win the beauty contest. Try the same thing again. Why you, you, were, you were blessed once. Why don't you try? He said, oh no, here, you know, things are different now, daddy. You know, we kind of, whatever, uncle, whatever. You know, now I'm in the palace. You know, we don't know. Hey! You are not prepared to take your face. You are not prepared to move. So nobody, you see, Ephesians 6, 8, that somebody will one day take his face for you. Somebody will one day be zealous on your behalf. Sometimes when I get discouraged, it's this verse that encourages me. Because sometimes I can fight for people. Hey. And then you can be led down by those people. And about this verse, Ephesians 6, 8. Let's put it back there. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. Honesty for us. Never underestimate your presence. When we first moved to the center here, there was a lady who used to make pork kebab. Up to today, I remember her. I always remember her. You never know the role that you play. That's all that she did. She's good. Even sometimes I consider bringing her back because they are on the mission somewhere. She and her husband. What I say, ah, since you left the kebab, I have no more really actually experienced it in the same way. <laughs> we need a revival. <laughs> I think one of the sad things is that we underestimate the role that we are playing. We think it's a small thing. One day, one of our church members, her husband died in an accident. Suddenly, in the midst of our years, she was, we were all moving and then her husband just died. And then later, another person's husband died. Another of the same type of funny deaths. So I was with the second widow. And I remember where I was sitting at the Kodesh with the second widow whose husband had now died. The first one whose husband had died 
she had recovered and she was okay. Now I was with the new one. And I was sitting on a flower pot and I put my hand around her like this and was talking. Then I saw the first widow coming. So when she came nearer, I said, hey, hi, how are you? Then I said, look, come and talk to your sister. You know, I don't know how she's going to go through this. Do you know what she came to say? She said, I don't have any. She said, then I was not even conscious that my hand was. She said, the hand that is on your shoulder, that's it. That's the key to this thing. Then, I, oh, then my hand was there. I wanted to take my hand. As well, but I wasn't thinking of my hand. She said, the hand that is on your shoulder, that's it. That's how I came through. She said, the same hand to help you. That's all. And I never knew the effect of my hand. And the effect of my talking. Because I talked to her at night after night. It's a very difficult thing. Difficult. But you never know the effect of your role. So don't hold back. You will be remembered for your health. That is why helping is mentioned alongside apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles. Helping is mentioned along with them. Yes. Look at it. God has set in the church apostles, prophets, teaching, miracle doing, healing, and helping. Look at the list it is in. Look at the list it's in. Look at the list help falls into. How powerful it is to be a helper. A, a, a lay ministry is a powerful helping ministry. Powerful helping ministry. Never underestimate your hand that you think, oh, it's just, I'm just talking or it's just this or it's just whatever. No. God is using you. And that's what lay people do. They help in the divine service and they help us to accomplish the service of God are you there or you are living number two let me mention Romans chapter 16 verse 3 Priscilla and Aquila Priscilla and Aquila when I came to the first love church almost every other girl was called Priscilla Almost every other person was called Priscilla. High concentration of Priscilla's. <laughs> yes. A couple. A husband. I think they're husband and wife. Yes. Huh? A family can become a major blessing. A family. A couple. If the couple are united. Many couples are not united. Some are pretending to be united. And some are not pretending. May your family, you and your husband, may you marry somebody. You see, it's so sad to marry somebody and then you love something and the person doesn't love it in the same way. Then it almost becomes like, hey, you love this. Hey, you want this. Hey, you like this. Hey, you want that. Oh, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. May you find a good partner so that the love that you have together, you can be as a family, Priscilla and Aquila family. Both loving the same thing and helping together. 
He said, Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers. My helpers. These two, they are my helpers. They are my helpers. They are my helpers. These two, this family, they are my helpers. This man and his wife. They are my helpers. Not that the wife is my helper and then the husband is some way. Or the husband is my helper and the wife is very quiet. You never see her around. Oh. Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers. That's the second. You will be a nice Priscilla and Aquila family. Number three. Eben. 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 Do you know Eben? Romans 16 verse 9. Salute Eben. Yes. Eben. It's a name. Those who are looking for names. Your next child will be called Eben. Eben, our helper in Christ. And statues, my beloved. Statues. My, be- my what? My beloved. Wow, Paul had a beloved. She was, I don't know who she was, she was a beloved helper. Yes. Statues, my beloved. And Eben, my helper. Oh, you one day be listed as one of the helpers and one of the good helpers and family beloveds. To the pure, all things are pure. Why are you thinking already in the wrong way? It's too much. Now, the next, number three, the 70 lay workers of Moses, lay helpers of Moses. Numbers 11. The Lord said to Moses, gather unto me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people and officers over them. Bring them, and I will come down and talk with thee, and I will take of the spirit that is upon thee, and I will put it upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou bear it not thyself alone. The burden of the people. You just help the burden. The burden. The burden. The burden. The burden of ministry. The burden of this work. 70 guys, 70 solid. Tell your neighbor I'm one of the 70 solid guys. Yes. I'm one of the 70 elders. Yes. Solid guys. They were elders and they were powerful people with Moses. As Moses was trying to build the church of God and the house of God, they were solid there, 70 of them. You can't, you can't, you can't get past them. You can't get past them. The problem, they were there to solve problems. They were there to help with issues. And they are always remembered as the 70 top elders of Moses. And it's different from Moses. Moses was called. Moses was called by God. They had no calling. They were helped. And he said, I will take off the spirit that is on thee. And I'll put it on them. So it's Moses' spirit, Moses' anointing that was working through them. 
They were sharing the anointing and sharing the burden. God is going to use you to share the burden, share the anointing, share the work, share the difficulties, share the burdens, share the issues. The issues will be shared by all. And finally, the 70 helps helpers of Jesus. Yes. Luke chapter 10 verse 1. It says, and after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two and before his face into every city and place where he himself would come. And then he said, the harvest truly is great. Huh? The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into the fields. Amen. Pray the Lord of the harvest that you, you have such people who are going to help to do the work. I thank God for all the people that have helped me in the ministry to come to this point. You know, our church is blessed in the sense that you know, we, we're, just, we're just one congregation, just one congregation, but it has become a number of congregations. And the congregations are many in different places. Like, in, I mean, in different countries, like if you take, let's say, Mozambique today, we have a church, a huge cathedral, and all, all, every town I mention, there are all cathedrals there with offices with pastors. Maputo, Matola, Shashai, Nyambani, Tete, Nampula, Beira, Beira Caesar is there, and all these guys are there. They are all, if you look at the map of Mozambique from the north to south to the north, Every town, if you go to Zambia, it has this same congregation that was in Kolegono. It has become in Zambia, Livingston, where the waterfalls are. Lusaka, they have two huge cathedrals there, building. Indola, the copper belt. Kitwe, the capital of the copper belt. Luantia, Chingola. Each one of the churches with pastors and members. Yesterday, last time I saw a picture of them, they were outside because of the corona. It's really come in Zambia. I said they have 50 deaths a day in Zambia. 50 deaths a day, every day. And the motorists are full. That was the last time my pastor told me. So they moved out of the church building. Yes, onto the grass. What I'm trying to say is that some people have helped me to be where I am. And to see the church in my lifetime grow to see all these things. People. In Kenya, it has also grown. Every, every African country. Every Africa. The only country that, one of the only countries that we haven't been able to enter and go far is Angola. It's about the only country. But every other country. Today in Congo, we are in Mbujimai. The famous in Bujimai is inside the mi- middle of the forest. And Kananga, I'm sure you've seen some films where they say Kananga, Kananga. Have you seen that film before? There's a film, Kananga. It's a place in Co- Congo. Yeah. Yeah. Bukavu, Lumumbashi, Kinshasa, different parts of Kinshasa. All over. Beautiful. But I'm saying that people have helped me. And people are still helping and you'll be one of the great helpers. 
Amen. And they have helped without being paid to do that. Amen. So, in conclusion, how are lay people sharing this burden? How was Moses' people sharing the burden? Number one, they help, lay people help you to deal with ungrateful and forgetful people. Yes. You know, one of the greatest burdens is the ungratefulness of people. Yeah. People are not thankful. When you are good to them, they are not thankful. Generally. Generally. That's the nature of human beings. Yeah. You know, people are not grateful. So, every lay person stands up and silences the ungrateful ones. Say, shut up. You should be grateful that we are in this church. And have to silence the nonsense of the ungratefulness of people. Yes. You should be grateful for what God has done for us. Instead of rising up to complain about everything. Lay people, their, their voices are strong voices. Because nobody is paying them. They are just saying what is right. Yeah. Don't wait for somebody to be dead before you see that the person is good. In the last days, 2 Timothy chapter 3, where was, men will be unthankful. For many of us, the children who are in the church, you've come to church and you realize that you didn't like your father. You didn't like your father, <laughs> especially fathers. Mothers are more liked. How many think mothers are more liked than fathers? Raise your hand if mothers are more liked than fathers. And sometimes when the children are voting, like you say, if one of our parents should die, so daddy should die, mommy, mommy should be. Oh, yes, yes. If they are voting that, we want to choose one, one of them to die, so daddy should die. <laughs> it's true. It's like mommy is understanding, mommy is this, mommy is that. And children have grown up in the church disliking the man who is responsible for everything that they are. If I was not to step in and to preach, people, many of you would not like your father one iota. You will always curse your father and say, my father this, my father that, my father this, my father. Curtis, come to me. Get, take a mic. Where is he? Come. Yes. Yeah. People are ungrateful. Come. <laughs> Your father. Did you like him? Tell us the story. Uh, I, I didn't like my father at all. I mean, to be honest, it wasn't just me. It was all the, all the children. But yeah, even my twin sister who may be in church today. It was a united dislike. United denomination of disliking mm. children. Mercy. We, we felt he was very hard. We felt he shouts a lot. We felt he doesn't have patience for us. He doesn't understand anything. He's too strong. I mean, even his average talking voice was a few decibels too high. <laughs> so, 
we, we all gravitated more towards our mother and we never really had anything to do with him. Even if we were all, the whole family was maybe in the living room watching a television program or something. And then we heard the horn, which showed that. You heard a horn? Yes, of his car, which means that he, he was coming, yeah, the car honking, uh, coming in. Then we would all just, I mean, most of the time it was me, but sometimes it was someone else who say, Ebae. Which means, Ebae. Ebae, which means that he has come. So then everyone would, the, the TV would automatically be put off. And then, Ebae means what? Ebae means he has come, like he has arrived. He, not daddy, he. Yes. He is your A, Ebae. The man. And then everyone would retreat to their own quarters. So when, most of the time when he came home in the evening after work, there was no one really to sit down or talk with him or chat with him. And so I remember telling you there was one day that when I went to my room, as he had come to the living room, I think I peeped or I happened to see him. That I realized that, I realized that he walked to the TV, which was off because the lights were off. There was no one around. And then he did something unusual. He put his hand behind the TV. And you know that if a TV has been on for a while, it emits heat. And so I guess he was on to us and he knew. So he just put his hand behind the TV and then he felt it and he knew that this TV has just been put off, which means that my family was here and, and then when I came, the alarm was triggered and everyone has gone to their private rooms. And so I, when I met you, it was one of the main things that you started talking to me about that. Don't think about anything. Just like your father, it's, it's above your pay grade to even think about maybe what he has done or what he has not done well. Your, your, yours is to honor your father. Yours is to like your father. And by God's grace, things started changing. The first thing I started to do was that when he came, it, it was no longer a by a. I, I would sit and then I would watch whatever he liked to watch when he came, which was usually not things that I would like to watch. What, what did he like to watch? Um, he, he, yes, he liked to watch talking points. He liked to watch these old like discussions on TV about politics and about different th- things that we do. It, nothing entertainment. Mostly news. <laughs> mostly news. And but then, you sit down with him I'll and just watch. sit down. I'll just sit down with him and then watch. And then I'll ask him, like, how was work? And then I realized that he started changing towards me. He started being... He started, even when I was in school in Lagos, he would call me. And the first time he did, I was quite shocked because usually my father doesn't call. You call when you need something. So when you call, say, okay, so what is it? Then you say, oh, daddy, I need this, this, this. I need to pay for this, this, this. Then you say, okay. Because he knows that you only call when you need something. Yes. yes. Then, I, I know that uh, experience. <laughs> yes. But we are all in the world. <laughs> so then, so the first time, uh, it was a shock to me when... I saw my phone ringing, and then it was my dad. Like he, he was actually calling. And then I answered, and he said, 
hello, my son. And I, I was shocked, but I realized that that marked a turning point in our relationship. He, I think he, he became more like my friend, my really older friend who caused me to exist than my father. He started including me in whatever work he was doing. He started asking my opinion about things. My, my life changed. My finances changed. He, he went beyond just being someone who provided my needs to providing my, my wants. Things that maybe I just wanted which were not so necessary. Such as buy me a car whilst I was a student, which he didn't need to do. Or when I finished my, my education, coming, my undergrad, coming to me and saying, okay, would you like to go abroad to do your master's? And I said, oh, I would like to go to the UK. And then he said, okay. And then I was there one day when he came into the room and then he handed me a check, which was the entire amount I would need to pay my tuition and my accommodation and my spending money. And up until, up until, so we became, even when I was abroad, he would call me like from Ghana, not like a WhatsApp call, which is what most people would do because it was more economically prudent. Yeah, yeah. But he would call me, he, he called me every Thursday, every Thursday between 7 to 9 to ask me how my week had gone, how classes had gone, how things were. So my father... But before, he would never call you? No, no, he never, he would never, he would never ever call. <laughs> he would never ever call. And, and he, would, he would call every Thursday like clockwork to ask me how I'm doing, ask me how things were. Even when I graduated, he said, oh, I'm so proud of you, you know, let the whole family, let's all go to your graduation because I'd come down. And then he said, okay, let's process everything. And then we all went to the graduation. He said he was proud of me. He, he, he blessed me very handsomely for passing school, which I needed to do for myself, but he did. And up until when he passed, which was last what, year. What happened to him? Um, he had COVID. Yeah. So um, he... he he wasn't so well, and I took him to the hospital. And then his, his condition kept on deteriorating. So the last time I ever spoke to him was on the phone. He could barely speak. I talked to him. I told him um, he should be well. We are praying with him. And then just when the call was about to end, he told me something which I'd never heard before in my entire life. He said, I love you. And then... I said, I love you too, daddy. And that was the, those were the last words I ever spoke to him. Wow. Then he passed. Wow. And you see, what made you turn, do you, are you glad you turned towards your father before he died? I'm, I'm so glad, especially after he passed, because I, I felt that, like, I, I could only imagine how bad it would be and how much regret I would have, and how, how it would be a permanent stain on my life if my, my disposition towards my father had not changed, and then he passed. Because even when he died, one of the things that keeps gnawing at me is the fact that I had so little time, and sometimes I, I wish I had met you earlier, and I wish, you had, I had, wish I had met someone earlier who had told me that it doesn't matter what, your father has done, or it doesn't matter what you think your father has done. 
Just your, your position is to honor him. That's what the Bible says. So do what is expected of you and leave everything, everything else. It's above you. It's above you. And so when I look at it, I realize that I, have, I had a few years from the time that you entered into my life and you told me to start to relate with him. It was just a few years, maybe five years, five, six years, and then he was gone. So those were the five, six years, the best five, six years of my entire relationship and existence with him was when you came into my life and said, Anna, your father, and like him, like your father. And I liked like, him for five years, and then this is it. He's, he's gone. Like your father. Yeah. No, I'm saying this to everybody. You see, a lay person is someone who comes to help. No, something must be done. Like this, a child, you must honor your father, but the father himself is not able to make his son honor him. So somebody comes in from the side and says, honor him. You don't know everything. You don't know how things became how they are. You don't know anything, I'm telling you. When you grow up, you will know. My father told me something before he died. He said to me, it's, it's not as it seems. You can think about it till tomorrow. It, maybe that's all he said. He said, it's not as it seems. It's not as it seems. It's a very weighty statement. It's not as it seems. Yeah. So your duty is to honor. And you often need an outside help to say, that's your father. Honor him. Honor him. That's your father there. Honor him. Don't be silly. Start. And all of you, it's a word to everybody here. You who have quarrels with your father, you don't like your father, your father this, your father this, your father whatever. Listen carefully. You'll be shocked. And as soon as he started to honor his father, his father took him. I always remember he came and said, Daddy, I have a new car. My father gave me a car. My father gave me a phone. My father does this. This everything changed. Because your father is there ready to love you. But it's like you've been poisoned or you have a mind that there is something. It's, it's, you know, you can be told something and it's so untrue. And you believe it. The other day I had a testimony. Somebody gave a testimony. She said, I want to thank my mother for never saying anything bad about my father. And it happened to me, to my mother. She never said even one bad word about my father to me. From the time she, I was born till today. She never said a word. I heard her talking. In, sometimes I, I hear her saying something that, about my father. That She made me know my father is the most noble man. And I thank God for that. I thank God for that. Because it can change your spirit. Yes. Thank you, Curtis. So I tell you. Lay people, you will see that you will come and be pointing that that's your spiritual father. That's your father. He's done nothing wrong to you. If at all, he's been a blessing to you. Sit up and do the right thing. Honor where you are supposed to honor. And give honor to whom honor is due. Lay people are very powerful. And just like as I am in Curtis's family, I'm a lay person in his family because I'm not a, a, a bona fide member of his family. I'm a lay member. And that's help. And I wouldn't be surprised if one day somebody also rises up and tells my child, honor your father. He's a great person. He's a good person. He's not a bad person. Lay people will help you overcome disloyalty. Yes. When orangus arise, eh, lay people are some of the most powerful people. They just stand up and say, hey, 
You don't know. We've been here a long time. My oldest people, they are all lay people. My friends, my, my, my roommate sitting here, Dr. Nosh, stand up, Dr. Nosh, stand up, this one. I was in school with him. That's mine. That's. He used to sleep on my bed and eat my stew. And up to today, he's still paying for that stew. There's no free stew. There's no free dinner. Yes. It's true. My oldest people are, they, they, they are lay people. They've been around for years. Many of them. Thank you, sir. Amen. So, laymen, when you rise up over the years, as the church grows on, you say, look, we've been here for years. We've been here for years. We know whatever. And you, you, you help to stabilize the church. Lay people to rise up and face orangus and drive them out to where they belong. Amojalis and Jamalojas. <laughs> Number three, lay people will help you to deal with disrespectful people. Numbers chapter 12, Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses and they said, has the Lord not spoken also by us? Lay people are the very ones who will rise up and it's like, hey, look, man, I don't have anything to gain by the but I want to point out this is, you are wrong. You are wrong here. Shut up. You are a slanderer. You are a slanderer. You are spreading lies, calumny, stories and smearing what you should, you should never touch. Number four, lay people, encourage people to respond positively to the word of God. Number five, lay people respond by becoming part of the workforce. Lay people as part of the workforce. Create an unlimited workforce. All the people that are here, thousands of people that are here today, who are the people who brought them to church? It is lay people. You think that people are paid to do this? You know, one day we were at Independence Square having a big service there and one of the people from uh, this political, one of these political workers, he's, he, I was asking how much it cost us to have this program. You know, because they, they thought we spent, they said, oh, this one is nothing less than, then we were mentioning millions. I said, we don't use anything like that. People can't believe that lay people do this work. Yes. You have a great workforce. I am so proud of my lay pastors, my lay workers, and my lay shepherds. Yes. People can't believe it. Yes. And lay people will help with prayer, visitation, counseling, and interaction. All the pastoral work a lay person can do. Yes. Me, I tell you, my lay pastors... They are very powerful. One of our sisters in church, she's married today. I remember one of my lepers, he called and said, hi, you are always wearing trousers. Come, you will never get a beloved this way. Come. And he took her to the shop and bought clothes for her. He said, wear this, wear this. Come to church on Sunday. Within about two, three weeks, proposals were, were, were happening all over the place. Yes. This is a lay pastor. I mean, he's helping to do the work. Yes. He's helping to do the work. Practically. What do you think? Is it fantastic? Do you want more lay people to rise up and do the work? 
And finally, lay people will help to account for the sheep on the day of judgment. Bible says in Hebrews 13 says, they watch for your souls. So me, when the day of judgment comes, and I stand there like that, when they make that, you will know, I say yes. And then a lot of lay people are also behind me. When they mention the area that I mentioned, the lay, the lay pastor who's in charge. When they mention the area, I mentioned the labor. So that challenge the judgment, we share it. What do you think? Is it a good idea? We share the judgment. Then when they mention the rewards, they say, you are going to get this crown. I say, Lord, we need a bigger, okay, the crown, we can't really share it. But I can pick one of the diamonds and then give it to you to put in your crown as well. Is it a blessing? How many are going to enjoy working for God with joy and with gladness? Stand to your feet. Lift your hands and commit yourself to God. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to serve you for the rest of our days. We are grateful. We are thankful. We love you. We shall serve you. We shall follow you. Now, I want every hand lifted up and pray that you'll be part of the lay army of God. The lay army of God. Those who are working, the mighty working force. The mighty working force of God. God's army. God's army of workers. Of hard working people who love the Lord. And who are part of everything. They are part of the judgment part of the rewards, part of the work, part of everything. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you honor. We love you. We thank you. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for giving us this opportunity. Thank you for raising up a great army that we are so proud of. We are so glad that such people exist and they are working everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. What a blessing, Lord. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. Manaka, Parando, Malito, Paresti, Parando, Parede, Paramanda, Labashido, Lemekebara, Mandele Moramanda, La Baba Baba, Palama Romeke, Sindolo Moshanda, La Mamanda, La Babanda, Maromanda, La Babanda, Libede. Now, everyone, just lift your hand like this. Lift your hand like this. I surrender all to Jesus. I surrender all to Jesus. I surrender all to Jesus.
invited you to church but you are not a born again Christian but you want to be born again, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ I want to pray specially with you before I take my seat and if you are here, pastor, pray with me I want to give my life to God wherever you are standing, if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, lift up your right hand God bless you, lift it up high I'm going to pray with you, pastor somebody invited me but I know deep down in my heart, I am far from God but I need Jesus today before we close, God bless you. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. I want to take Jesus as my Savior. He want me to pray with you because you want to surrender your life to Jesus today. Lift up your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if you've lifted your hand, come to me. Come from where you are standing. Come, come, come. Come from the back. Come from the side. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. Come from everywhere. Come to God. Come to Jesus. I surrender, I surrender all to Jesus. To be my blessed Savior, 
hands and everyone join in this prayer just say this prayer with me say Jesus please forgive me for my sins I give my heart to you have mercy on me wash away my sins make me a new person today I surrender my life to Jesus Christ please write my name in the book of life from today I receive Jesus I accept Jesus as my savior and my lord thank you Jesus for saving my life today in Jesus name I pray amen and amen hallelujah put your hands together for all these some people are still coming all right now I want to give you one of my books before you take your seat take one of this is a gift to you all right what a blessing it says how to be born again and avoid hell going to hell how to be born again and avoid hell do you want to avoid hell do you want to avoid hell this is a special blessing so from today is a special time you are going to be blessed this is your home this is your family amen so i want you to see lift it up high so they can see follow this sign follow the sign and god is going to but lift your hand let me pray with you father bless them let no none of them fall away let them be saved let them be established in you forever i pray lord in jesus name amen god bless you follow the sign follow the lady with the sign she's taking you to an important place god bless you you may be seated take your holy communion was shed for you whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life for my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is Stand drink indeed Whoa. the cup of blessing which we bless it's the communion of the blood of Christ the bread which we break
and your sins be forgiven. Whatever you have done wrong, may you be forgiven through the blood. May the blood of Jesus answer every question and claim against you. In Jesus' name I pray. May this blood be truly the blood of Jesus that you receive. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. When I see the blood, let every evil that has targeted you pass over you in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Receive your blessing. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord heal you. May the Lord remember you. May the Lord help you. May the Lord reach into your house, into your land, into your situation, into your circumstance. And heal everything that is not healed. And restore everything that is not restored. And bring back to life everything that is dead. And bring back to normalcy everything that is abnormal. By the blood of the Lamb, by the power that comes to the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Be blessed. Be restored. I hear the word normalcy. Normal. Be restored to normal. To normal. Your life is returning to normal. I hear the word normal. Everything is coming to normal in the name of Jesus Christ. I hear restoration. Restore. Be restored. Be restored. Be restored. Recover. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ. The blessing of the Lord rests upon you. In Jesus name. Let me hear your loudest amen. Let me hear your loudest amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.